There are millions of unemployed youths globally. A world is broken and young people are mostly affected. But in a multitude of cancer, there is safety. Every week, Great Awaiti engages in discussion with industry professionals and business leaders to share their opinions and insight on how youths can find jobs, create jobs, and build successful careers. Are you young and want to build a successful career? Welcome to the show. It's always it's yeah it's always a pleasure having uh, I mean having you on the show I mean you are not you are not somebody that is you're not someone new you know to this show and then you've always been providing sort of your thought leadership around um, um, careers and young young people young employees or young professionals you know but this particular episode is I knew that it just it just must be shared you know to have you know, this conversation with, and it, it's because over the years, I mean, this year I've had like four or five, um, this, this particular episode, um, it's, it's, it's focused on, um, negotiating your first salary. I knew that Shegun, I mean, you are the one that I, I must have this conversation with because I've had three or four persons reach out to me to say, what's your top advice on how I should answer the question on what do you want to pay? What do you want to end? you know, or what's your expectation in terms of salary. So I know that people who are joining the, the workforce new always have that fear, you know, of negotiating their salary or that darkness in mind of what exactly, you know, to, to see, you know, when they get to that negotiation table. And so, I mean, um, I, it's a privilege to have this conversation with you. Shevin. Thank you so much, Great. Um, it's glad to be on the show again. And I think this is my first episode after the rebrand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good job. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. No, for, for the benefit of people who don't know Shegun Akiyode, of course, um, the simplest way to know him is that he's a strategic HR professional. And then I see him, I consider him as one of the best persons, you know, when it comes to total rewards, you know, compensation and benefit generally in Nigeria or in Africa as large. You know, and um, that's why I think he's the right person to have this conversation with you know, on how you can negotiate your first salary. The first salary is usually the problem. I know if people just know how to negotiate their first salary, I mean, that would serve as an example or as an experience to negotiate for that salary. You know, but Shegu, I remember that my first job, I didn't have to negotiate my salary. Uh, my first job was- which is, in, always, which is always the situation for most people. Mm, um, my first job was with, was with Unity Bank and it was a contract job. You know, so I just got into that interview and they told me, this is how much I'm going to pay you. And I mean, that's my first job. I didn't even say yes. I didn't say no. I didn't even negotiate. I just said, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the challenge most times, it's a similar situation uh, with myself. So maybe before I answer that question, for individuals that are listening to this for the very first time, uh, my name is Shegwa Kyodi. I like to describe myself as a bond teacher. And um, to what Great said, introducing myself, I would say maybe I'm the uh, only known compensation and benefit professional around this part of the world. Uh, yes. I'm not saying there are no others, uh, maybe because I'm a little bit more visible and, than others. I will tell you there are a thousand and one of us. Uh, but the challenge sometimes is that most compensation people are very, very busy people. 
okay. maybe because I've just decided to be a little bit more visible. So everybody feel I'm the only one. But I assure <laughs> you, I'm not the only one. <laughs> so uh, I think I needed to get that out of the way. Now, uh, to, the call, uh, to the conversation, most of the time, uh, fresh graduate don't get to negotiate their first salary. Uh, you give an experience of your unity experience. Mm. If I give my experience uh, 12 years ago, uh, this is a guy that was eight weeks fresh out of NYC, uh, applied to an HR consulting outfit. I'm sure uh, an earlier episode we covered my transition from HR, uh, yes. sorry, from, chemical, from studying chemical engineering to HR. Yes. So imagine uh, somebody applying to an HR consulting outfit. Uh, he, he believes that all he has is just that he's smart. He can cope with the work of an HR consulting outfit. So there was no conversation as to how much. There were, they, didn't, they never asked me that question, how much I was going to earn. It was not even the concept for discussion. To me, that was not even the conversation. The conversation is that, are you giving me a job? Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, uh, I dropped my unsolicited CV uh, on a Tuesday. I was called for an interview on a Wednesday. And in like two weeks, I was already going to the final stage of the interview with the MD of the organization. And before I knew what was happening, I resumed mm. <laughs> in the organization in about a month from when I, I started my first interview. So for me, it was not the first salary that was my focus. For me, it was somebody betting on me to mm. transit to HR. And I think my, my thought process on fresh graduate negotiation for salary may be a little bit unconventional. Okay. I understand that our current generation of millennials and Gen Z tend to have a very good self-appreciation of themselves and what they are worth and what they can do. But let me give you a shocker. No employer will pay you your real worth as an employee. The earlier you get that into your mind, that shock mindset, the better for you. I would rather want you to ask yourself the question, what am I going to become by joining this organization? I'm always the, the person that tells any individual to say, money should not be your first focus as a fresh graduate. No, it's the wrong attention. You're putting attention on the wrong thing. Why don't you put your attention on getting an experience from your first job that you can multiply later down the line. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened to me. My very first salary was 60,000 naira. 60,000 naira is about $100, right? Yeah. I think about $100. If we do 580 there about, that's the interesting rate now. <laughs> it's about $100. That was my very first entry-level salary. And I can tell you for free that one year after in that organization, my salary was doubled from 60,000 naira. By the time I was being confirmed, I was supposed to be confirmed at six months, but was, the confirmation came in a little bit late. One year after, I was given an official letter and they doubled my salary. Now, for me, the salary I was paid then, one year after, seems to be like the entry-level salary for some other HR jobs. Yes. So, Shocker, I may be dropping some interesting shockers. Yeah, everybody asks me this question. The earlier you understand what the entry level salary is for most entry level jobs, the better for you. Everybody wants to work for the multinationals, but mm -hmm. the jobs are not available for the multinationals. So, I will tell you 
the larger employer for fresh graduates in Nigeria are small and medium enterprises. Mm. Most of them pay their entry-level salaries below 100,000, usually between 70 and 100,000 naira, because they're asking themselves the question, this person is coming to learn. Mm. So why should I pay that person that amount of money? Until recently, about two years ago, some uh, big HR consulting outfit, no names, I don't need to mention names so that you don't ask me for the advert money on this show. <laughs> very, very interesting no names. Their entry-level salary is just a little bit shy of 150000 per month. So if I'm an entry-level graduate and I need to work, and this, this employer is not a multinational, mm. do you think I'm going to, okay, you want to work for a big brand, one of the big four. Do you think you're going to name your salary as a fresh graduate? He's not even going to be on the conversation. Mm. I was, interestingly, I was recruiting for, me, for a fresh grad, um, for an experienced hire for a multinational about two years ago. And this was a managerial role. And the employer did not even ask, the multinational did not even ask the candidate, senior hire, for how much she was earning, where she was coming from. And I was talking to the talent guy. I said, why, why didn't you guys start up the conversation on salary negotiation with this lady? He said, Shagun, don't worry. It is, we know where she's currently working. And it will be difficult for our offer not to be tempting for her to join us. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. So for me, the question is that even at senior level IS, there are some organizations that will not ask you for negotiation. Yeah. They'll just make the offer. And it is at that point you would agree whether it's fine or not. But the reality is that what is your self-worth? Never put your self-worth on money. Mm. And I'll say one thing, then I'll keep quiet. Now, I have had cost to work for different employers, different organizations, consult at different levels. And I, I usually look out for one thing every time. This is me having over 10 years experience saying this. My, I, I told you at the beginning, my thought process around salary negotiation may be unconventional. So when I'm starting a project, I ask myself, why am I doing this project? By the time I'm done with this project, what am I going to learn from the project? So I've had costs to do projects for less than zero naira, and I can use that to leverage something else later. I had an opportunity to train a payment company in fintech, big boy in the payment industry. At that time, maybe most people may not know that I trained for them, even till today, when they see the name of the organization on my profile, they're always quick to say, ah, you trained these guys? I say, yes, I trained them. I trained them at the time when the amount, I did, I did an H analytics training for them, and it was next to nothing at, the, at that time. But today, when their name shows up on my profile, nobody asks me how much they pay you to do it. Yeah. So for me, I think that most fresh graduates focus on the wrong thing when it comes to salary negotiation. They are not looking at what they will become by joining the organization. Imagine I want to join a multinational and I want to join Shego & Co. Consulting. And I ask myself, if I join Shego & Co., what will I learn? If I join this multinational, what will I learn? You need to ask yourself that question because if you don't, then you're going to be doing yourself disservice at the end of the day. And I said I was going to stop a few minutes ago, but let me just stop with this. Fresh graduate salaries for multinationals. So I told you that 
a consulting outfit pegs around 150. Uh, that's one of the big four consulting outfits. That's where it speaks. I don't know what the rate is. I'm talking about two years ago. Similarly, two years ago, fresh level graduate is just a little bit shy of 200, 250K. Fresh level graduates, basically. Of which that same level amount of money, some, the larger percentage of people paying or employing uh, fresh graduates doesn't have that amount to, sh to show around. Mm -hmm. 250 is it somebody with two or five years experience sometimes <laughs> very interesting right yes. okay so I, I think i i've done i've given too much nugget for that particular question mm. I, I, so this is highly impressive i mean i didn't i wasn't expecting you to come from this dimension i like the way i like the unconventional approach to to you know to to this question and it has just changed the whole trajectory of this conversation right um, because so I, I, I'm just curious. Now I'm going to bring your mind back to, I know one or two or three um, small companies because I like the fact that you said the larger employers for fresh graduates are the SMEs, right? And yeah. I mean, you would find them paying between 70 to 100. But I've seen, I mean, recently I've seen a couple of employers, SMEs, um, recruiters within that space, um, asking young young fresh graduates you know what their expectation in terms of salary is and so that's that's making me ask questions is it that um they are going to rely on their negotiation power you know to peg what they want to earn what they want to pay the fresh graduates that's why i, I that's why this conversation is coming up okay so uh the, the question is why do they even ask a fresh graduate what their negotiate what they, their first salary will look like right mm. Uh, you're curious to know why do recruiters still ask yes. fresh graduates what their salary expectations are? Yes, okay. exactly. So I'll, I'll try to answer that question from my own perspective as when I'm doing recruitment and I wear that recruitment act and, act and I'm asking that question. The reason why the question is mostly asked is not to, um, not that they have made the decision but they want to understand the mindset of that particular employee when it comes to salary. Okay. They want to understand whether that person understands that nobody can pay your true words, or they want to understand the value you are placing on the job you're about to get. So okay. I've had course um, to, okay, so take for example, if I ask you that question, I know you will be familiar with this particular joke that uh, circulated on social media mm. uh, about a fresh graduate that was asked how much the person wanted to earn and the person was mentioning the salary of an MD in that organization. Mm. And, okay, so take for example, let's play that scenario out. So what's your salary expectation? And you say one millionaire. And I am the recruiter. I just smile. I know who, who gets one million in the organization. I say, wow, how will a, on, an all-expense-paid four weeks vacation look like are you serious are you adding that to the profile yes we are adding it to the profile <laughs> then you're going to be having an hmo cover for international travel we will get ticket for yourself and if you have any other family members nominated you have a company car blah 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 and the, the employee just the applicant just are you serious and the recruiter answers yes we are serious. Oh, are you joking? Yes, we're joking. You started the <laughs> joke. So um, sometimes it's a, it, it goes down to how does the fresh graduate value their certificate mm. versus the reality of their certificate? 
So when I ask a fresh graduate, what's your salary expectation? This is what I'm expecting you to say. Don't give me a figure that is unrealistic for the kind of job you are coming to do. At best, talk to people. Unfortunately, some fresh graduate believe that because I've gone to school for four years or five years, and in some situations, because you've had cost to go to a school that has strikes, so instead of a four-year a four-year course, you ended up spending five, six years. They feel that they can value each of those years and just call an interesting figure for that role. And sometimes most of them are unrealistic with their expectation. Mm -hmm. Now, at best, this is what I would expect you to do if I was a fresh graduate. So if I was to get a job on the island, for example, yeah. and I'm staying on the mainland, I would, I would do a rough calculation. How much would my transport fare look like to get me to the island? If I'm going to be spending an average of, say, 500 naira in a day, in five days, that's two five. In four weeks, that's about 10,000 naira. Multiply it by four by the time you add all the other expenses. So that means I should be expecting about 40,000 naira to go into my commute to work and feeding, right? Yeah. Now, I would expect you to give me a minimum figure for that salary. So in your mind, have a minimum peg. If I'm going to be working on the island, hmm, I'm not expecting my salary to be less than 60,000 naira. So I've done this. I've done a mathematics. If it's going to take me forty thousand naira, but I've added, I've added an extra twenty thousand. That's sixty thousand. That's going to be the minimum I'm going to call for them. Okay. Now, if I get into that offer and I say, okay, uh, I would give them a range of salary. This is what I usually advocate. Best practice. Give them a range. They will push back. Then you push back by saying, if it is minimum or less than this amount then I will not be able to take it. That minimum amount should be your minimum living expenses. And this will work for any category of employee. Any category. Now, if I mention that amount and I now say 80,000, remember that we've done the calculation. 60,000 is my minimum, but I will not start with 60. Sure. If I start with 60, they will give me lower. That is what the employer would do. Mm. A ideal scenario, they will give you lower. Except for very few my employers that would not mind what you have said. They will still pay you what that job is paid. But most of those categories of employers are in the minority. And we need to be realistic with ourselves. Uh, this conversation even happened for experienced hires. Why do employee and organization tend to pay lesser? Mm. You've not seen situations where you negotiate for a job yeah. and the employer, you resume and you notice that you are the lowest paid guy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my mindset to all of this. Be sure that why you're doing that job is not for the money. Mm. Many people tell you that they want to learn, but in natural sense, I'm not saying nobody, sh you should work for, that's one of the reasons why I will never take anybody that want to tell me they want to work for free. No, sorry, you can't work for free. Who pays for your transport? Sorry, who pays for your data? Who I won't take you if you say you want to work for free. You must have a minimum peg, but let it be realistic by calculating and on, having an understanding of what it takes to get yourself to the job. Most fresh graduates believe that the employer, they have, their five years should be paid by an employer. Hmm. 
And that stems off from an unrealistic expectation. Now, I'm not speaking about tech jobs now. Interestingly, talking about tech, I'm not sure whether you know about something that just happened on Twitter recently about a certain individual that went to do internship in an organization yeah. a year ago, <laughs> and she decided to call out a manager on social media that she's earning times 10 or whatever. Now, reading through, the allegation later became counter. Another story surfaced. The, the, I like the maturity of that manager. It yes. gave the full picture. Now, but let's look at that conversation. The mindset of the individual that tweeted it. She believes everything is about money. money. And that is where the problem starts from. When you feel that the fact that your employer is paying you 50,000 error means that they do not value you. That's where the problem starts from. But I will collect 50,000 error to do a job. If what I'm going to get out of that job can get me 150,000 error tomorrow. tomorrow. I say this every single time. I'm having an opportunity to, I've had an opportunity to work on projects that paid me, let me say, one over three of what I would typically charge for that project. But when I understand the caliber of the knowledge that I will get out of that project, I will pick it up. And people will be wondering, are you sure? Don't worry, just let me do this project. When I'm done, I'll get times three for that project. And that's exactly what happens at the end of the day. Mm. So I think that the mindset is what the, the recruiter is trying to gauge. If you're a fresh graduate, that's the idea. It's a different conversation if we're dealing with an experienced hire. Because they want to be sure where does this, where does the edge, the mindset of this individual lie? Is this person really interested for the money we are willing to give to the job or otherwise? I hope I've been able to clarify. Perfect. And I'm sure that my 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 analogy may be unconventional. I didn't get to that out <laughs> I mean, all, 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 I mean, you've been dropping wonderful gems, right? And they are very unconventional. I mean, and I like the way you are relating it with recent happenings in Nigeria. You know, as regards, I, I saw I saw the tweets. I mean, I was just smiling. I, practically, I was just shouting "Omo, Omo, Omo" when I was reading it. I like, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, so and, and I like the, I like the direction at which you've, you've carried the conversation. A different question you should be asking instead of uh, instead of answering, you know, the salary question. I mean, a different perspective is what exactly beyond salary? What exactly can I gain in this organization that can give me times three? you know, of what I will end if I leave this organization. And that's a wonderful way to, you know, to create, to craft or to reshape the, you know, the question, right? And I, I, yeah. thank you so much, Shegun. I mean, this, this, this just, this just wrap up this conversation. I mean, you've just, you've just brought in a, you know, you created the foundation and finished the, 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 the building completely. Yeah, I finished it. <laughs> yeah. I get the 20th floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's, that's amazing. You know, so because again, right, a wonderful um, um, line that you dropped there is, don't imagine that a single employer is going to pay you for your five years of university. You know, you just calculate all the money you spent, you know, studying um, mass communication and then you just want to dump it on one particular it's unrealistic and that's where you know that's where you you go into the you know the interviews um, um table and then be calling unrealistic amount and so share this is my last question would be this and it's it's, it's totally where we are going to wrap up uh, knowing what you know now right and, and this is me wanting to learn from you as well knowing what you know now 
What's the best career advice you would give to your younger self? Wow. Uh, okay. So uh, my best career advice I'll give to my younger self is uh, most of what I have shared today were things I, I do and I've practiced. I've lived it. So this is not any more motivational talk mm. here. I still do it to date. And I'll tell my younger self to to start what I started in the last five years earlier. Mm. And I'll give you an example. So in the last five years, I've had opportunity, or let me say in the last one year, majorly. Yes, I started off with a podcast um, that pushed the career conversation a, a, a bit. Uh, but in the last couple of, mo- uh, let's say in the last 12 months, I've been more vocal on YouTube than I've been. And I felt I should have started that earlier. Uh, I felt I should have um, been more conscious of my positioning earlier than now. And my younger self 12 years ago was afraid. Mm. Afraid that I do not have what it takes to take the world by storm. Now, when people start to talk about the things that I do today, they feel it started today. But I'll say that that was something that my younger self uh, had been cooking for a long time. And that means take knowledge serious. uh, Take what I would get from the job serious. Not that I did not do that. That's, I I think I need to clarify. But I think I would do more of it. Uh, And I think if I had opportunity again to go back, Maybe I would have stayed longer in some jobs I was part of. Uh, my career trajectory is a function of doing the work. And it's more of doing the work. So people sit down today and say, okay, Shergun, uh, what would you advise a fresh graduate in HR or somebody trying to transition in HR? And I said it, do the work. Mm-hmm. There is no mentorship that will give you what it takes. Mm-hmm. If I want, if I see a mentor today and I say I want to be like you when I grow up, don't forget that person put in the work. Yes. So I'll tell my younger career self, Shergun, put in times ten of mm-hmm. what you put in in the work today, mm-hmm. and I'll say your earlier foundation is very critical. Now I owe everything I still do to tomorrow to my very first job in HR. It's I'll say please. For all it takes, don't sacrifice your first job on the platter of money. Mm. If you notice it's going to be a gold mine, please go for it. Till tomorrow, I wish I stayed longer in the job. Mm. I wonder what I will have become. At the same time, I ask myself, the reason why I'm, I'm where I am today is because I felt I was disadvantaged. A chemical engineer coming into HR, I was disadvantaged from the word go. So I, I needed to prove myself. To everybody maybe i now overdid proving myself that today when people hear that i'm in chemical engineering that i did chemical they don't believe it anymore mm. but the reality still remains please get yourself do the work mm. nobody's going to do it for you dig deep into that place don't uh, base your career on money as a first job please and please get in the work and consider a 10-year plan that what will I look like in 10 years? Then you can now go from the future and come back to the present that what should I be doing? 
I think that's mm. I think that's it. <laughs> that, I, I think that's for me. <laughs> that's for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what 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 kept what kept resounding is do the work, right? Do the work, and and that's the truth. You know, nothing nothing trumps action, right? Just keep doing the work, and you will become become automatically. Um, thank you so much. I don't think I don't take your I don't take your presence, you know, on my podcast for granted. It's always for me. It's not just about who listens to the podcast. It's also about for me, you know. Um, you are one person in that space who always inspired me by your work, and then that's why I had to ask you that, that last question. If, if there's anything you want to give to your younger self, and I like what, what came out, do the work. And I, I promise you from, from my podcast, I'm saying I will make you proud. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank I, you so much for the I time. Am glad, I'm glad you are doing uh, a great thing with your podcast. I think I need to put that out. Uh, yes, my focus might have changed. <laughs> uh, I started out with podcasting and I think that has metamorphosized into my YouTube video today. Yes. Metamorphosized into doing online courses and releasing them. And I'll tell you for free that you don't know what gem you are playing with at the moment. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know the kind of lives you are changing. And I'll tell you, keep doing it and keep doing the work. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for you. Thank you so much, boss. I, I, I will do the work. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Um, it's, it's a wonderful way to wrap up this conversation. Please do have Thank you for listening to this episode. For more episodes, visit www.greatawaiting.com.